Shalom Aleichem. Welcome to Tune In, the Yiddish Book Center's podcast. I'm Lisa Newman, and today I'm in the studio visiting with Naomi Jay, director of the just-released movie The Pin. The Pin is the first Yiddish-language film with English subtitles to be shot in Canada in the second in North America in over 70 years. Naomi Jay is a graduate of the Canadian Film Center's Director's Lab and has been writing and directing award-winning short films for the last 10 years. These films have been screened worldwide. Her films have received support from the Ontario Arts Council, the, Can the Canada Council for the Arts, the National Film Board, and Bravo. The Pin is her first feature film. Welcome, Naomi. Thank you so much. What a lovely introduction. Um, well, what a nice bio of you. Um, so I have been lucky enough to screen the film um, and found it really interesting and thought maybe you could just sort of, without giving too much away, share what the movie is about, sort of summarize the plot for our listeners. Of course. The pin tells the story of an old man who is a shomer. He's a religious guard who sits with the dead until they're buried. And one night, a body gets wheeled into the morgue where he's working, and he comes face to face with a woman that he fell in love with when he was hiding in a barn in Eastern Europe. So time collapses, and we see the relationship between these two, um, how they meet and fall in love, and then are tragically parted. Uh, but in the present, the old man is able to fulfill a promise that he made to uh, his his first love um, all those years ago. So it is isn't definitely, um, he becomes a narrative device. Um, and we're w wondering, um, is this something that you felt you needed to introduce for contemporary viewers? I mean, did, will they understand this? Um, is it a story device that you ha thought would help? To be honest with you, I mean, the, the film is weighted very heavily in the past. So you are predominantly with the two young people in the barn. But for me, this really is a story about this old man and, and the redemption and the, the kind of peace that he's able to find at the end of his life. Um, so no, it wasn't a device at all. It really did start with the image of this old man sitting in this room with this body. Uh, so even though he's not on screen for a lot of the time, I feel like it really is his story. Because, of course, the old man is the young man. You know, it's mm -hmm. obviously played by different actors because there's 70 years um, apart in terms of, you know, uh, timeline. But, uh, no, it, 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 was, um, it was his story, in my opinion, really. And then, and then uh, you know, when you start writing, things, things change and, and, and become, you know, the story that exists now. But it was always his story, so it really did start with that image of the old man. And in telling the story, um, what led you to make the film in Yiddish? Uh, it's so funny because obviously this is, you know, this is such an interesting part of what this film has become, but it wasn't that way to begin with. I wrote the, the script in English, and I never intended to shoot the film in English. I always thought that it would be in another language. Originally, the film was set in Lithuania, so I thought that I would find two Lithuanian actors to play the young roles, and if I didn't, then I'd find two Russian actors, or, you know, I would find some mm -hmm. Eastern European actors. Um, but then in a conversation that I was having with the woman who runs the Toronto Jewish Film Festival, uh, Helen, just about fundraising, you know, at the very, very early stages of trying to get this film made, um, getting some advice from her, she started telling me a story just, you know, as, you know, as conversation goes about her parents and how they were at the kitchen table one morning and they were speaking in Yiddish. And I realized at that point a light bulb went off and I thought, oh, my God, this is not 
this is not authentic. The whole point to do it in another language, you know, other than English, is to make it authentic. And that the reality is that these two young people in that part of the world at that time would be speaking to each other in Yiddish. So then it became a Yiddish film. Which I found fascinating. I mean, it could have been in another language, but the fact that you were hearing what would have been the language yeah. of the two characters gave it an authenticity that I'm just... It, it well, was there's really interesting. That, yeah, there's yeah. nothing that brings you into a time and place better than language. You know, it really sets you in a place and, and, and at a specific time, and especially with Yiddish, because it's not spoken, I mean, it's hardly spoken anymore, um, you know, except among the, the very religious Jews. So uh, it really does bring you directly into that time and place. And, you know, whereas had the film been shot in English, the performances would have been just as moving and, you know, we would have shot in the same way, but I don't think it would have had the same feel. Yeah. I mean, it's a compelling story without giving anything away. Um, but there is the added dimension when it's being um, told it with Yiddish voices. Mm -hmm. And how did you find Yiddish-speaking actors? Well, I didn't, I didn't is the answer. Oh, they're, okay. not they're not native Yiddish speakers. Mm -hmm. uh, neither of the actors are Jewish. And they, I think the, the lead actress, uh, no, it was the lead, no, it was the lead actress who had never heard of Yiddish. And the lead actor had heard of Yiddish, but, you know, didn't know much about it. So we, we held auditions um, in, in, I'm from Toronto, Canada. So we held auditions there, uh, like an open call to anyone. And we didn't get any Yiddish speakers because it's very difficult to find Yiddish speakers who are that young, who speak fluently, and can act as well. You know, the most important thing was that we found really good actors who were compelling because there is, it's such a quiet language film. You're really looking at them a lot, and there's a lot of kind of internal um, emotion that's happening, and we needed really, really great actors. So when we realized that we weren't going to get native Yiddish speakers, it became a question of finding two actors who could learn phonetically um, the Yiddish in a way that would be convincing, you know, because obviously this film would be seen by a lot of Yiddish speakers. So we had auditions um, first in English, we then we shortlisted, and then we sent out a Yiddish monologue in transliteration and a Vimeo link to a video of the woman, <laughs> Gloria Brumer, who translated the film into Yiddish, reading the monologue so they could hear what it sounded like and try and emulate that. And then the Milda and Grisha came in, did that, and, and did it quite well. I was really amazed. They had a week to work with it. And uh, then I, f I filmed them, sent those tapes back to Gloria, the translator, and said to her, you know, do you believe that they could do this? Do, you know, do, do their mouths get around the words in a way that you think if they had enough time to prepare, they could actually convincingly, you know, speak Yiddish? And she said, yes, I think they could. Hmm. So that's what happened. Um, there's a wonderful moment uh, towards the beginning of the film when the young man is hiding in the barn and he first encounters a young woman. And he's afraid, he threatens her, and he's yelling in Polish that he has a gun and he's not afraid to use it. And she responds in Polish, I believe, and apparently she catches on because then she adds in Yiddish, I knew you didn't really have a revolver. Yeah, yeah. Um, is this kind of, uh, this scene um, something that would really only work in a multilingual film? Yeah, and there was, of course, because it's actually they're speaking in Russian to begin with. Okay. Um, but they, you know, it is one of those subtle things that only Yiddish speakers 
or Russian speakers will pick up on. Because oh, I mean, maybe other people will as well if they if they can you know hear the subtlety of difference between the Russian and the Yiddish. But it's that kind of detail, obviously, that you want in the film. And, and again, in, in the name of authenticity, when they first met, you know, especially under these kind of circumstances, you wouldn't give yourself away. You wouldn't, um, you know, you would you would start a conversation, uh, maybe not in Yiddish. So the the young man does, yeah, they, they, they start off in Russian, and then the young girl totally calls his bluff and says, you know, I know she speaks to him in Yiddish, mm-hmm. saying, you know, making him understand that she knows exactly who he is. Which it, it feels as almost that's their um, sort of safety. <laughs> they exactly. Find, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, exactly. And you know, that, okay, they're okay together. Um, so, uh, you know, I was curious where the story came from, and I confess that I've done a little bit of reading, and um, it's it's a true story, or it's well, based it's, on it. Based on something. Yeah. Look, yeah. I'll tell you what what part is what part is fiction mm-hmm. and what part is true. Uh, of course, the entire film. Anything to do with um, with the Holocaust and the setting and the fact that they were hiding is fabricated. I mean, it's fabricated in that this did not happen to anyone in my immediate family, um, but it's not fabricated in that many people were in that kind of circumstance. So I'm sure out there there's someone who was hiding in a barn, you know. But that, that was fiction. Um, the, without giving too much away, what the, promi- the promise that the young woman makes the old man keep, um, well, I guess I can just say. Well, no, I, I, I understand not wanting to give it away, but but the sort of the, the narrative arc, the thread of it is based on something personal for you, correct? Yeah, my, well, I'll, I'll, I mean, I don't okay. think it'll ruin the film to okay. say. My grandmother, my, my father's mother, um, had a very strong fear, a kind of very illogical but strong fear of being buried alive. So when she died when she was 94, and I guess later in life, she said to my father, I want you to prick my hand with a pen when I die to make sure that I'm really dead before they put me in the ground. And that that story I found out, you know, much later in life after she had passed, and I, I always was fascinated by that because it's both an act of true love and something, you know, there's something violent about it as well, you know, Um so that part of the, the story is true. The young woman in the film tells the young uh, man when they're in the barn together, uh, she makes him promise that. And then, of course, that's ultimately the promise that he's able to keep for her when he finds her again, uh, once she's passed. And there are, you know, a multitude of films about the Holocaust. And apart from the language, how do you feel your film is different? Well, for me, I mean, obviously, I, I am a Jew, and that is my background. And the, this, this is kind of the culture that I come from and, and the stories that I heard growing up in, in religious school and in Hebrew school. And so it is, it is, I'm speaking from my culture and my background. But what I was really hoping, and, and I think the strength of the film is that it, it's a universal, I mean, it's a love story, and it's a universal story. So that any anyone in any culture who's, who's you know, living in a time of terror or, or surviving, you know, in the most unlikely circumstance. It's, it's about that and about, about finding love and, and in the worst time. And then ultimately this old man who's able to find kind of a level of peace and redemption after a lifetime of, of you know, unhappiness and angst, thinking about wh- where this woman was and what happened to her. And did you feel like you were going out on a limb by having it in Yiddish? 
I, for me, it wasn't a question of going out on a limb or not. I'm very, <laughs> I'm very uh, stubborn. So once I decide something, I'm, that's how I'm going to do it. So I never thought of it, uh, you know, but at every turn, everyone thought I was completely insane. You know, it was a very difficult film to raise money for because there's no natural audience for it, in, except that, you know, there is, of course. But in that, you know, usually foreign language films, like a Spanish language film, there's a huge population in the world that speaks Spanish. So there, there is a natural home, whereas, you know, I think I've heard, and I, I mean, I don't know, I, I can't back this number up, but I've heard, you know, a generous estimate of the Yiddish speakers in the world is 500,000. So people were very reticent to do it. It seemed like a crazy idea because I don't speak Yiddish either. So I was directing two actors who don't speak Yiddish. I don't speak Yiddish. It was a very short script because the film is so languidly paced and poetic. It was a very short script. So it was a really hard sell. Um, So not necessarily going out on the limb, but people really discouraged me from doing it. Well, I'm not a Yiddish speaker either, and I found it, I don't, I mean, profound is a large word, but there was, it's a story that it could have been in Danish, um, it could have been in in, in any language, but to hear a language that I'm connected with Mm -hmm. in a movie which is, you know, portraying everyday reality was fascinating. It wasn't just um, like watching a sort of a shunned Yiddish film from the yeah. 20s or something like yeah, that. Yeah. It, it, it was a great reminder that this this was a language that connected people. Yeah, I mean, the film, you know, it, it is set against, against this really tumultuous um, and horrific uh, backdrop, but the film itself is very quiet and really about two people waiting and hiding and the connection that they make in that time when they're waiting and hiding. So it is, it's interesting that you say that, that it has this kind of everyday feel to it, because really that's what was a lot of time was spent doing for people in hiding. You just had to wait and wait and wait. And what was that like, you know, to be under a floorboard for, for whatever, 12, 14 hours a day, maybe able to come out and maybe not. So, um, Well, it, I encourage everybody to go out and see the film. Will you do a Yiddish language film again? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was Obviously, it was incredibly hard. Uh, I don't regret it at all. It was so rewarding. It, I think it's one of the hardest things I've ever done, though. And, you know, I have other projects in development, and, and one has a little bit of Yiddish in it. Um, as it happens, it's a musical that's um, narrated by a klezmer band, kind of like a Greek chorus, and they sing in Yiddish. Um, but the, the, most of the film is in English. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I would do an entire film in Yiddish again unless the film called for it. It wouldn't be an intentional thing. You know, I, I just want to make films that, are, that feel true and authentic and are, and are emotionally engaging. And, and if it's appropriate that it be in Yiddish again, then why not? My brother always teases me that now I have to move on to Ladino, so maybe <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> it's gaining in popularity. So, <laughs> um, so it's just released, I believe, this week or yeah it opens this friday the 25th um in new york and la and then it will be uh you know spreading out to to other uh cities and other places um and the website the pinfilm.com is probably a great place to find out about the screenings and also on the facebook page excellent um well thank you again for joining us and thank you for making the movie it's thank you so much it's been really nice to talk to you really wonderful um thanks again and we look forward to screening the movie here at the yiddish book center as well wonderful
You've been listening to Tune In, a production of the Yiddish Book Center in Amherst, Mass. To, su- to subscribe to this and other podcasts, visit our website, yiddishbookcenter.org. Our producer today is Sarah Bleichfeld. I'm Lisa Newman. Be well, be healthy, and tune in again soon.